This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Now, my story begins in 1992. We had to say dickety because that Kaiser had stolen our word 20. I chased that rascal to get it back, but gave up after dickety six miles. <laughs> dickety. Dickety. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> We're back. We are. This was two bad neighbors, and we're recording late. <laughs> oh boy! Hi, and Greg's been drinking. I'm your host, Greg Thrillson. <laughs> I'm Alan. But they can only fit Thrillso <laughs> on <right>. the screen. <laughs> well, at least they only got halfway through a fake name this time. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> now, Alan. Yes. You are. Here with me today, <laughs> as usual, because this is, uh, of course, our show, uh-huh. Two Bad Neighbors. But yeah. we're drinking a little bit of uh, beer today. We are. And uh, what are you drinking? Uh, this is the Forward Progress Pale Ale from our friends at Annex Ale Project. I'm also drinking something from Annex Ale Project. Interesting. Yeah. Where did we get these beers, Greg? That's a good question. We got them from our guest. <laughs> Hello. Our special guest today. It's Miles. Hello, Miles Kelly. Friends. Yeah, yeah well, I uh, I might work at Annex Ale Project, and uh, I uh, I do also enjoy this program, and uh, I am uh, yet another person to join the Two Timers Club. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm like, hey, we're recording late. May as well bring some tasty beverages from that place I work. Some so frosty beers. Yeah, frosty beers. So where it's like a, it's a, this is like a Shawshank Redemption type moment where we were uh, just tarring the roof of our own homes. Now we're uh, kicking back and Having enjoying some brewskis like free men. Yeah, That's something right. like that. Feeling yeah. the uh, the Andy, sun on the back of our soldiers. Andy didn't drink at all. Andy didn't drink sat at in all. The shade with he a... just sat there like some chump. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't really like that Andy fella. Red takes a long time to come around to Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's he's just narrating how much he hates him for most of the movie. <laughs> This fucking piece of shit. <laughs> he bets on that tall drink of water. He thinks he's going to crack. That's right. Andy doesn't crack. Andy, first night in Shawshank, Andy cost me $70 or whatever it was. Uh, it was like 30 packs of cigarettes. That's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. He cost yeah. him a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I resented him ever since. This is a story about revenge. <laughs> My revenge on Andy Dufresne. You think he escaped Shawshank, but really I murdered him. He crawled through a river of shit of my own making. <laughs> right into the barrel of my gun. I was waiting for him, see? The only guilty man in Shawshank. <laughs> Me. It's a great reboot. <laughs> when I got to Xapanejo, or whatever the hell. Say Watanejo. Say Watanejo. Come on. We know it. It's where hope lives. That's where hope is. I hope you remember and the name of that town. He was standing yeah. on this boat like some jackass, and that is when I shot him. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a great moment. It's a great moment in a great film. Which Sorry, one, should which I say spoilers? Ending? But it's not what we're talking about. Which, not, which moment are you talking about? So I, I'm talking about where he's like, I I hope the Pacific Ocean is as green as is as, as blue as it is in my dreams. Oh, the the book ending. Yeah, the short story ending. Yeah, yeah. 
I you hope. know that he yeah he doesn't he doesn't actually we don't know what happens to him yeah and I feel he's that on that's, the bus and he's saying yeah. I hope that all this stuff I hope I hope and like yeah. obviously that's the thesis of the whole thing is hope hope springs yeah. eternal yeah. um and that said, uh, the, the ending is oh the ending great. I needed that ending I did too um yeah. they, for, <laughs> they for, very much. Uh, studio. This is one of those moments when studio interference was the right call. Yes, yes. you know, because originally it was going to end just like the book, where it's just read on the uh, on the bus, and they're like, "No, no, we need to see them reunite." Yeah, and I think it was the right choice because when I first saw that movie, I, it was one of my favorite movies I'd ever seen at the time, yeah. and that moment of them at the end, and even if it's just you know the, the camera's panning up and you just see in the corner of them hug, I was like, ah, <laughs> ah, catharsis. It's a well done yes. studio note. Yes. It's like we need that we need that catharsis, and then the director does it really, really well. Yeah, so that's good. And then he makes two more movies: The Majestic and the Mist. But he also three makes more movies: The Green Mile. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> forgot about The Majestic. Yeah, everybody else also did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've then he made The Walking Dead. I've seen that movie six times. The Majestic. Yes. That's ins- okay. I don't think I've seen the Majestic you, once. Why do you do this to me? You've never seen The Wizard of Oz or a goofy movie, no. and you've seen the fucking Majestic, se- what, what did you say, seven times? Six, Six times. Six times. That's still I'm not five too many. <laughs> so, but I, I'm not as much of a movie guy as you guys. Was it Majestic, the one with Hugh Jackman? No, not or even a little bit. Edward Norton? No, 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 no. no. He, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Oh, I am thinking of a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happens in the majestic? Oh, it's, the majestic is this, uh, this, uh, this, this guy. He's like projectionist at a movie theater. Yeah, he like, goes off of a bridge and loses his memory, and then he washes up on this little island town, and people think he's somebody from the war, but he's not. Uh, and but he buys uh, into it. Yeah, and then it it's it ends just, in a really very weird. Jimmy Stewart Frank Capra moment where he testifies to Congress and he like holds out a uh, a medal in a in like the Constitution or something, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's great. Right, it becomes oh. <laughs> it's very heartwarming. <laughs> Not great. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> if it, if it pops up on any of my you know streaming, feeds, watch it. I instantly. will watch it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drop everything and watch the majestic. You're gonna, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> what were you thinking of? Hugh Jackman. He was thinking of Kate and Leopold. No. Uh, well, there's uh, <laughs> swordfish washed away. Hugh Jackman <laughs> and uh, Ever Norton release. Uh, uh, those two magician movies back to back, the Prestige and the Illusionist. Oh, I was thinking of the Prestige. That's the one. Prestige is very good, that's but the it's Christopher not the Nolan one. Yeah. yeah, Illusionist is just fine. The Prestige is great. It is no majestic, though. Uh, okay, good to know. <laughs> but we're not here today uh, to talk about magician movies or movies about projectionists. Of course, I'm kidding. No, we're here today to talk about the Simpsons, of course, and we are talking about the episode. What's it called? Oh boy! Help me out, this is my Alan. Fa- this is one of my favorite titles. Yeah, it's uh, great. This is Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in the Curse of the Flying Hellfish. This is the twenty-second episode of season seven, written by Jonathan Collier, directed by Jeffrey Lynch. Original air date April twenty-eighth, nineteen ninety-six. Did you ever think we'd get here? Yeah. To the end of season seven? No, no. <laughs> in that case, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you meant thirty-four. Oh. <laughs> 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 I no, also I never com- thought I'd make it this <laughs> I, far. I, I I'm, com- with, I'm with Alan. I completely well. thought I would die at 27, <laughs> 28 max. Yeah. I tried many times. You went by, for the 27 you know, club. Drinking and driving and 
Hopefully not, not at the not, same time. Yeah, not at the same time. Just those two bad both, neighbors does not condone drinking and driving. No, we don't. Cheers. Cheers. Oh boy. Tink. Uh, These drinks brought to you by Annex Ale Project. Talking suds with the barley buds. I'm right. um, I'm into that. It's a good beer. That's the Thanks. sour wit. The sour sour wit. It is our uh, yeah. It's our seasonal uh, seasonal beverage. It'll be around till September. Yeah, it's I'm called into bright it. nights. I'm into it. Tastes like summer. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't snow again. It will snow again. It will snow again. For those of you that don't know, Calgary snows every month of the year. Yeah. Pretty much, yep. You got a nice smile on your face, Alan. No, it's a frown. For those of you listening at home, it is not a smile. I don't like the snow. Okay, so nobody does. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you know people does? do. Santa Claus. That's, yeah, well. Who Santa? Lisa thinks <laughs> is, is in this episode, but he's not. But That's Burns right. is. We're talking about The Simpsons. Yeah. That's how you yeah. get back on track. Great call. <laughs> Thank you. A couple of left turns later, we're back at the Simpsons. That's sorry, right. I was like, I was burping, and then yeah. I had to like I'm swallow sorry to it. Hear that. Uh, so this episode, That's Miles. So <laughs> yeah, we know. Miles, you said this is your second favorite episode. It is my second favorite episode ever. You guys had me on for my favorite episode ever, which was the uh, the Stonecutters episode. We do. I even wore my Stonecutters ring today. Oh, I don't cool. know if you guys. Noticed. Oh, I did. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is my second favorite episode for a very specific moment. Oh boy. Uh, and it was a, this, this moment, uh, I was actually just talking to you two about this upstairs. It is probably the worst joke in the episode. It is in the last 10 minutes or 10 seconds when Baron Von, what's his name? Uh, Uh, like Bart is like hugging his grandpa, his grandpa's like, you don't want to hug me. You're going to get embarrassed. And Bart's like, no, I want everyone to know I love my grandpa. Yeah. Which is a beautiful, heartwarming moment. That's immediately undercut. That is immediately <laughs> undercut by like this pretty homophobic joke. The oh, yeah. guy just says, like, have fun, boys. Get a room. Get a room. And it, it was an important moment in TV viewing history in the world of Miles, because I was maybe uh-huh. 11 or 12 at the time. Yep. And I literally looked at the TV I'm watching it with my dad and my sisters. My sisters were younger than me, and they, they of course, had no idea what was going on. But I looked at my dad, and I'm like, that was a shitty joke. <laughs> and like from that mo- moment on, I'm like, why is that a shitty joke? And I didn't quite understand it. And it's taken me years of kind of unpacking uh, on why that's a shitty joke. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's homophobic. And mm-hmm. like this guy literally just ruined this super awesome emotional moment with between – a man and his grandson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it it made me just not like this episode <laughs> in a major way. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's really interesting to me because that goes to show that the you, you'll pick up on it like people pick up on on their own sense of what they find funny uh at a very young age. Right. And you picked up on this at a very young age that that last yeah. joke doesn't work for you. Yeah. And I picked up on that as well. Like it just is it's not a funny joke. No, it, it, it feels very unnecessary. If that episode had ended 10 seconds early yeah, yeah. on the hug. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's That's more than moment. fine. Yeah. Very hard. I've done those kind of epi- or, uh, yeah. endings before. Yeah. And yeah, it's this weird like thing where they felt like they needed to, like I said, undercut it or like, you know, 
yeah add one little button on the on the end and that was the way they chose to do it and it's it's i mean it's a bad joke and uh i mean i th- i think in general get a room as a joke has always been bad yeah you know? it's even when it's uh you know not also veiled in homophobia <laughs> but uh it's always hacky it's all yeah, yeah it's always just like no you get a room shut up yeah and and, <laughs> and, th- and that's why anytime anybody says that it's like get a room or like they throw some accent on it or something that they like lets you know like yeah, i'm being hacky and i know i'm being hacky on it so yeah that's yeah. a but why do you like this episode uh i like it for a lot of different reasons uh it's uh, essentially a heist and i love heist things <laughs> uh all of pretty much all of my favorite movies are heist movies or star wars which some arguably could be heist movies, but Solo that's a heist movie. Yeah. I can think of two. Yeah, Solo, um, Solo and Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, very, very heisty. The both, only, both of the stories. The only uh, non-Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's really gone. No. <laughs> Nobody is really gone. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darth Maul. Um, it's very. It's going to be the theme. Darth Maul's back. Yeah. Darth Maul's back, you see? He's got robot legs. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's actually the Emperor. You didn't know that um, because, you know, the Emperor's going to be the new one, apparently. Uh, I also... (laughs) This this particular episode really resonated with me uh, at the time uh, because, as I said, 10, 10, 11 years old, uh, my grandfather, who I didn't really know... Uh, we talked about him in the last episode, who he was a stonemason. I never really knew him, and... uh, I uh, I knew he was in World War II, um, and I to this day I still don't really know what he did in World War II. Probably so, fought for the Allies. Would be my answer. Yeah, yeah. I I know he's in the RAF, uh, or at least the Canadian version of the RAF. I don't know if it's, it's still called the RCAF. RCAF. Cool. Yeah. Um, I know you worked for them based on you know pictures of his uniform and all sure. that stuff. But like ten year old, eleven year old Miles Brand is like. What if my grandpa's part of the flying hellfish or something really cool like that? Do you know if he like actually flew or if he was a technician? I, I I I don't know. Uh, was he in the Fort McLeod area by chance? Uh, he was not in the Fort McLeod area. He was stationed primarily in Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, I know he went over to Britain during the war for a bit. Um, I asked because my grandfather was. Uh, 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 that's where he met my grandmother. Was in Fort McLeod. Yeah, my grandfather met my uh, grandmother in Halifax, and uh, yeah, I have several very very cool pictures of Halifax in the nineteen uh, uh, nineteen late nineteen thirties or early nineteen forties that are really really cool. And my grandfather seemed to be like a really cool guy. Like he had that James Dean haircut and just like looks super suave. And I'm just like, man, my grandpa probably really cool mm-hmm. but uh he passed before i really got well he had a, a severe stroke when my father was very young uh and basically uh was in a home for most of his life so i really didn't know my grandfather so as i said 10 year old miles brain is like projecting yeah, what if, this what if he was, story yeah, like, like i'm 10 like bart dude, yeah. my grandpa could have been this guy yeah. so this entire episode, I'm like, what if this was me? What if my grandfather? <laughs> and yeah, so that that is essentially why this episode really, really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's my second favorite episode because of one line, because one of joke. The, because of the joke. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what brings it down. That's yeah. and that's totally fair. I, oh, I see. What you're <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, why do you keep bringing that up as the reason why it's your second favorite? But you mean why it's not your first favorite? Yeah, why it's not I my understand. first favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so this one I always seem to gravitate towards as well. It's um one, it's in one of the seasons that I find has for me the most episodes with the most rewatchability. I always find myself drawn back to season seven. If I have to pick a season that I want to watch over and over and over again, it's probably going to be season seven. Hmm. Um, just because I, after going through this again, I've found that there's not really an episode where I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm, I don't think there are as many great episodes in this season as there are in like, say season five or six, but I also think the quality is more of um consistent gotcha. uh over the over the course of this season so this one i keep coming back to a because i have of course a fascination with uh history and uh there's some fun uh tweaks with world war ii history in in this particular episode and another one is i fucking love lore and rules and <laughs> this episode builds grandpa's lore yeah, yeah. and and the flying hellfish and their tontine has rules and they're great and they're not, they don't always make sense but they work yes it, uh, every uh, participant <laughs> gets into a contract and the sole surviving participant of their contract gets possession of them pretty pictures <laughs> well said Oxford <laughs> indeed yes well said he uh, he gets a hernia <laughs> on his way, loading the... Ox was the first one to go. Yeah, loading the, Carrying them out. Loading the pictures. Oh boy. Of which I think there are only three. We only see three. Yeah, but that box is like solid steel and Very probab heavy. probably... Seems like there's more in the box, but then when they hand it over to dude at the end, it seems like there's only three, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, love the, I love the building of Grandpa in this episode. Um, up to this point, for the most part, he's always obviously been just a butt of a joke yeah you know old people am i right yeah i think like a great uh jumping off point for jonathan collier the writer of this episode would have been what if one of his stories was true oh sure yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah. like but, you, and i think that's that's kind of like uh, the the episode structure is it starts as the grandpa we know yeah where he is the butt of the joke where like bart's kind of embarrassed of him and all that kind of thing and then and the bring your grandpa gra grandparent to work work day. To, to to school day yeah, yeah. a and cheap outing for seniors <laughs> that's right uh. and then uh, once basically once the moment that burns like saws into the side of the house that's when like the whole tone shifts right it's like, it oh, just becomes like, yeah like on? oh it's actually like this this particular time it's actually real yeah and like Bart gets super excited uh, you know it becomes an adventure movie and I think that's really it's really fun he also gets to show off his skills as a pickpocket. That's oh right. yeah, and, uh, he's great at that. Yeah, the title "Raging Abe Simpson and His Grumbling Grandson" in "The Curse of the Hell Flying Hellfish" is so reminiscent of those old serials, yeah. like Indiana Jones, and then we go back before that, so like Flash Gordon, the Thin Man. Yeah, right. Like an, an announcement of the characters. Yeah, and then what the adventure they're taking place. Superman the in the Mole People. Yeah, that one. You know, George Reeves. Yeah. All right. I mean, I haven't seen it. No. You should see it. Okay. It's great. I have also not seen it, but and I haven't seen the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yep. Just a just a quick question. Or 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 it's a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen that right. one either. Okay. <laughs> now you're just doing this to get a rise out of me. I'm not. I'm not saying anything untrue, though. I know. 
Greg, I've never I'll also never seen It's a Wonderful Life. But that's okay. You're not a movie guy. Greg <laughs> is a movie guy. Mm. It's a Wonderful Life is an important film. I literally I watch it every Christmas. I literally it host a trivia night every month with Alan. It's true. Yeah. I literally host a trivia night every week and <laughs> yeah. bug Alan about it. And I should uh, I should probably watch It's a Wonderful Life. You sh- I I do think you should. Yeah. I I love that movie. I adore that movie. Uh it's it's so interesting to watch in like present day as well because of like how much of its time it was, but it's still very very relevant to like everything and just about it's just, it's based about one man who like tries to do good his entire life and never gets any anything from it. At least he doesn't think so. And then so I mean obviously everyone knows the like I, oh, I wish I never was born and like that whole thing. That's like the last seven minutes of the movie. Like the movie is, I think two hours long and it's pretty much all just an exploration of this guy's life. And then the last little bit is the thing everyone thinks the whole movie is, but really it's just like one brief thing to be like, no, 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 you're important to this world for all of these reasons because of the people, the people that you've like encountered in your life have all benefited from you being here. And it's so inspiring. And so, and like, the thing is, it's also got like a, a pretty heavy religious bent because it's got angels and yeah. presumably God. Well, every time and the all bell that rings, an angel gets and, its wings. Yeah, yeah an angel gets its wings. Yup, dad. Well, that's Ugh. right. Well, that's right. boy, Clarence. boy. boy. Um, but it's honestly like, and I, I'm like, I'm not a religious guy. I, I you know, I don't deride religion uh, per se, but uh, it's not something I, have any strong connection to but this movie because it's about like a man and like how his life can affect others and that kind of thing it's so inspiring to me and i'm like it's it's a very important movie to me it means a lot to me so you should watch it for those of you that okay. are already on your imdb the runtime of it's a wonderful life is two hours and ten minutes there you go well you know what um i'm gonna have a lot of time on my hands in banff this christmas so I think I'll be doing that. It's a good time to watch it. Cool. Yeah. It's the other thing is it's not really a Christmas movie. It's just the final again that final thing takes place on Christmas Eve, so people you know say it's a Christmas movie. Then or, again, neither is Die Hard. No, of course, really. But it's about the feeling. Yes, it you really know. Is. Hmm? It yeah, it's about it's about the feeling that you get when you watch it with friends. There's two. There's family. two. I like. I mean. We, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but like, there's the whole like, oh, is it a Christmas movie or not? I think there's two tiers of christmas films there's films that take place around christmas and there's films that are about the christmas spirit yeah whatever that may mean and sometimes they overlap obviously well the perfect one is christmas carol i mean a muppet christmas carol yes yeah. that's what i whenever i say a christmas carol <laughs> i mean a muppet christmas carol i should hope so there's there is only one, one that's pretty good there is only one that's terrifying ebenezer scrooge yeah. and that is michael Caine. of course and there's only one bob cratchit and that is kermit the frog mm-hmm. so and one charles dickens the great great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but especially with Christmas movies, I'll I'll just chime in. A lot of a lot of families have that movie they watch on Christmas Day with their family. It's just tradition. Sure. Um so someone recently told me they watched the X Men films uh on okay. Christmas Day. Rad. Okay, <laughs> fine. Like all three. Or yeah. the first three. And it's just like, okay. And they're like, Yeah, but would we... those people call them Christmas movies? No. Exactly. But so they like, there's a difference, obviously, because it's Christmas. like yeah. Like this is the, the the movie I watch at Christmas is different than the whole 
argument, which I mean is kind of it's stupid anyway. But I'm I I, I like discussing minutia. Obviously, that's why I have a podcast. What? Uh, no. <laughs> but the idea of like is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And like ah, like articles are like oh, we put the t- the debate to rest at last. It's like no, you don't. Like who cares? Like some people consider it and some people don't. But I don't think you need to like worry about it so you gotta create content buzzfeed's yeah, gotta write about gotta, something yeah. do it. you know so speaking of christmas why what? do you think lisa simpson thinks mr burns is santa oh because she's a little eight-year-old kid and she's yeah. adorable sometimes and a strange man it's came into her bedroom and said go through back the to wall sleep. it was either sleep santa or the go. kool-aid man and we already did something about the kool-aid man oh no never mind that, that was that was in our patreon no. episode. That, was, that was our patreon episode by the way we have a brand new patreon episode that's up so go check, check that out, out and become a Patreon subscriber. It's about zombies and subscriber. Yeah. Oh my god! He did that a lot in the. Uh, I did. I as did. Well. I was drinking whiskey. It was bad, guys. It was a bad. <laughs> I can't wait to me. listen to it. Oh, god. Yeah. Still on this machine right here. So. Oh, Don't do god. it. Don't delete it. Ah, beep. Oh, it's, oh. it's over. Bye. What? You accidentally shared it to the entire world? <laughs> no, no. No, we won't get those Patreon bucks. Oh Jesus! Um, but yeah, so this this episode is obviously an adventure film mm-hmm. or adventure episode rather. Keep saying film. Um, it it fleshes out Grandpa. It fleshes out the, uh, the supporting cast in the World War, the Second World War Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know what battle that was? Uh, oh, you mentioned it, Ardennes or something like the that? Ardennes. 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 In 1944, uh-huh. but it's uh, about that? more colloquially known as the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, I've yeah. heard of that. The final German offensive of World War II. It lasted from late December 1944 until uh, late January of 1945. It's a long wow. battle. Yeah. And then they just fucking lost everything. So, you know, that was the push to Berlin. Well, their supply of meth ran out. Right, so meth, mm-hmm. meth. meth? Are you yeah. talking about meth in World War Two? Yeah, Sudafed didn't exist. <laughs> I thought that was. I, I, you guys should watch the movie Battle of the Bulge, though. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah, yeah. I believe Henry Fonda's in it. Could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, that was a uh, that was a movie that I watched with my dad. Yeah, along with sounds like a dad movie. Yeah, it's a it's like a that one in a bridge too far. Those are like the. To quintessential nineteen hey, seventies. Here's a movie for you. A, a fridge, fridge too far. far. Yeah. How do you feel yeah, about yeah. Henry Fonda? I like Henry Fonda. Yeah, would you say you're fond of him? I am uh, fond of him. I'm uh I'm not I did it. I'm, I did it, everybody. <laughs> I'm not too fond of his son, Peter. Mm. What's his name? Peter. Fond- What's his last name? Do. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> They're gonna say Peter Falk. <laughs> Peter Falk. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, I'm not Columbo! Smiling, like I know it's Columbo, people right? People are talking about. So, the sure first Columbo. moment of this episode, because we mm. haven't talked about it at all, um, is Grandpa doing his butt of the joke thing. Um, do you think he's like having an episode of something? Is this bring your grandpa to work? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no. No, it's just him. Okay, I think fair it's just enough. who he is. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I think that's why it it works so well when he when Burns is like, you know, I'm gonna kill you, and he comes to the Simpson house, 
And he's like, you know, looking out the window. The family is not concerned, yeah. right? They're just like, oh, oh like he's, he's worse stories than, again. Yeah, he's worse than usual. He probably should let him stay here, you know, because in their minds, he's senile. And I think that's what works well is that we see, we've seen it throughout the series, but we also see it at the beginning when he's talking about Dickety 2 and all that stuff. That, yeah, he rambles and sometimes is incoherent and it's weird. And so everyone's just like, whatever. And, and so then, when he comes running over and he's like, ah, Burns is trying to kill me. It's like, oh boy, here we go. All right, let's put you to bed. And then he told us he was the first one to pit cats and dogs against <laughs> each other. That's right. Um, <laughs> that sounds about right. We also get to see um, uh, Nelson and Martin's His grandfather, grandfathers. Yeah. Nelson and Millhouse's. No, wasn't it Martin's? Millhouse. Was it Millhouse? Calls him Van Hooten. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> And he's no Superman. He just owns an RV. He just owns an RV. Yeah. No, I'm not Superman. I'm just a judge. <laughs> and just I love that they all start that way. It yeah. presumably all yeah. of them are like that's their joke. Oh, no, like, I'm not Superman. No, I'm not Superman. One thing I picked up on this uh, in Van Houten's thing, he's just like me and my new wife, and it's yeah. just like really new, new wife. That's a weird thing to just throw out there. Oh, uh, they but, must have been married in a in a way that Van Houten's are traditionally nice. shown as being losers. Yeah, so really bad at marriage. Okay, yeah, that yeah, makes so more sense. So I think it makes sense. His grandfather yeah. also probably got divorced at some point. I mean, and is with some floozy. Name is probably Starla or something. Yeah, needs to change ways. Lurleen. <laughs> no wait, that's a different. Right. <laughs> You're thinking of Roseanne? <laughs> you mean the Connors? Yeah. Oh jeez. Now I'm talking about Roseanne. Oh, the original. Right, 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 right. That was reboot shit. Right, right. With um, Roseanne. Bar? <laughs> yeah. The very that's, same. That's the one. <laughs> She's okay. the attorney general now. Um, Who? <laughs> oh, William Barr. Yeah, it's a bad joke. I got you. I understand Thanks. what you're getting at and for and who and why. But not when. Oh, no. I uh-huh. don't know when. Okay. I am still trying to guess. You're losing it. When. <laughs> So did you? So one thing I meant to look up before yeah, reading this episode <laughs> again is I have no idea still to this day who Marion Barry is. Oh, we yeah, we, we do a cut to like Burns going like yeah alphabetists ah assassins because he fucks everything up in an alphabetical yep. order and that's just funny. Uh, uh, and then he gets assassins and then he uh, calls the guy the world's most devious assassin. And uh, well, he use, he tries to use like a. Suit, not a pseudonym, but like a it's disguise. MB. It's MB. Ah, uh, Marion Barry. Is it that time again? Not time for another shipment. Yeah. I think Greg's trying to look it up. But uh, yeah, it's one of those I feel either completely made up name or, or it's like, a really, really obscure reference that the writers are like, we're going to slip this in there and most people won't get it. Or like the dad in the room that is like watching it because they only have one TV. Sure. It's just like, ha, it's a funny joke. I remember that person. Yeah. So Marion Barry was an American politician who served as the second mayor of the District of Columbia from 1979 to 1991. And um, he was also uh, the 4th mayor of the district of columbia hmm. from 95 to 1999 and he's he's uh the cousin of chuck berry <laughs> that's right no it's your cousin marion <laughs> marion berry <laughs> this will make sense if you get a patreon <laughs> subscription <laughs> or if you watch back to the future um, either one <laughs> we would prefer a patreon subscription two dollars yeah. for everything well you'll get the joke even more yeah 
because we talk about that joke. Yeah. And if I may <laughs> say, we nail it. We okay. sure do. Okay. So that's who Marion Barry is. I don't know if that's the one they're mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it seems like a weird, obscure reference. That's, yeah. or, or like I said, just made up. Because it's a pretty, like, it doesn't sound like a very specific name. <laughs> you know? It's just like, ah, let's, it'd be funny if he said MB and he thought it was someone else. And maybe it's just a friend of his or something. I don't know. Anyway. Also, I didn't know Del Monte until this episode made anything other than, like, fruit cocktails. Yeah, so that's I what like, I always knew it from. Enjoy the peas, old man, for they will be your lust. Oh, yeah. I've had Del Monte canned peas. I have not had Del Monte canned peas. They taste like canned peas. I, I would imagine so. They're not if they great. tasted like anything else, I'd be very concerned. Well, you know what's funny is when I was growing up, what my parents used a lot of like canned vegetables. Sure, um, and I hated them. Yeah, it wasn't until like pretty late in my teens that I had like fresh peas or like fresh corn. I'm like, this is delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you give me that other garbage? No, it's, <laughs> as a growing boy, and ex- make me think that I hate it. Yeah, it's crap. Yeah, it's because it was easy. I know. Uh, no, I get yeah, it. I yeah. get it overall. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, when parents are like, oh, why don't kids like vegetables? It's because you give them bad vegetables. It's because the only ones that that, that that most parents can afford are the bad ones. Yeah. And like, it's that's, really a sad state of affairs that's, in yeah, the world. That's, that's not a statement on our parents. It's no. a statement on our society where we place value in our nutrition. It's just wrong. Yeah. Did you know you can't digest corn? You just shit it right out. No, I don't. <laughs> Kind of is the short answer. Um, I'll digest it just fine, thank you. Uh, fun fact for you guys: I was I had literal panic attacks and like anxiety around vegetables until I was about twenty years old. Hmm. Uh, All vegetables? Uh, yep. If it touched my food, I'm not eating it. Uh, like that level. And now I'm just like, oh, potatoes. Uh, were they cut up and deep fried? I don't know. No, they weren't. <laughs> if they weren't, I did not touch them. What about uh, even mashed? Mashed or potatoes? Ah, mashed potatoes. Okay, yeah, I had mashed potatoes. You gotta have mashed Chips. on special occasions. I mean, potatoes are just a really great vegetable. They really That's are. They're everything to everyone, to me. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's not until like my severe what adult life. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Just um, like a mental switch, maybe. Yeah, I think the 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 closest thing is uh, in my early twenties. Uh, I was out having beverages uh, of the adult variety with a friend of mine, and he's like, here, take a bite of this. And I was just like, wow, meow, this is delicious. He's like, what is that? Well, it's a donair. I'm like, what is that? It's a donair with this, this, this. And I was just like, that's not the worst. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a hunk of broccoli or something. No. It's like, why did your friend have just some piece of broccoli? <laughs> but even but even to this day, like, yeah. I, I can't prepare vegetables for myself at home. My wife can't tell me what's in things otherwise i won't eat it wow. it's still this weird mental block that's yeah that's literally like my younger brother <laughs> not yeah. like today like when he was a child yeah <laughs> it's like it's like well, eat this and he's like what, what's in it it's like just try it and he's yeah. like he's like okay and he tries it. he's like oh that's pretty good yeah there's there's carrots in there idiot and he's <laughs> like no <laughs> yeah see you do like them no i don't i i, I could tell I so, knew they were in there, and I didn't like it. Yeah, so why they brought Del Monte up as peas, I don't know, instead of just being like, yeah, old man. Like, Also, is that the best picture Burns could get of Abe Simpson? Probably. Yeah. Like, you can, like, it's kind of a running of, joke in the series in general that the like, uh, file photos jokes, and stuff yeah. are, are always yeah, like, yeah, really weird. <laughs> like Homer eating cake 
or, or the, with the cigarettes, cigarettes, or when he's got the when he's doing the Russian dance and he's got the vodka out, right? In the excellent episode Simpson Tide, stop it from season nine. Nope, bad episode. <laughs> Uh, there's one where he's got his tongue stuck to a pole. Is the poop deck really what I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. What's a jib? <laughs> Promote that man. <laughs> Great up. <laughs> you just spouted a bunch of words that just, had no humorous Just like the deer basis. hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> the movie The Deer Hunter? Yes, the movie The Deer Hunter. Which Why you have you? not seen. I haven't seen it. Really? But I hear it's very it's sad. It's on Netflix right now. Super sad. It's, it's what Why literally... Why is Simpson tied about that? Uh, uh, they did mention it in the episode. Uh, okay. Uh, I actually recently watched The Deer Hunter on because it is on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, this is a thing. And I literally messaged Al, uh, Alan about it afterwards. So I'm like, have you seen this? He's like, it's on my list. I'm like, Brings just... <laughs> No, it's depressing as fuck. Yeah. And that's a reason why I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's because really... everyone's like, it's very sad and it's very long. I'm like, well, those are two things that I don't really want to d- no, invest have, time into. Have a good... The listeners out there, if you have never watched The Deer Hunter, have a friend. No, it's a, I, it's a beautiful movie. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. It's it, one of my... It's still one of my favorite movies of the 70s. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I prefer the sequel. Bambi. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they did it. They did it justice. I got Miles. Yeah. Uh, got him, everyone. Yeah, sure did. So in line with, uh, speaking of the deer hunter, um, this episode is also about war. Sure. That was a stretch. Whew. Yeah, I, one uh, might say they are oh, hunting. I almost for pull, those paintings. I almost pulled a muscle on that one. See, oh, mine was better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just never mind. I'm just gonna go <laughs> offline. Bye. Have okay. fun. Greg's done. Uh, so Miles. Yes. The, <laughs> the thing. Hey, Greg. If you're gone, can you just bring us back a couple more beers? No. Oh. Oh. So the thing about this episode, I don't think it's that funny. No. There's. Actually, uh, when we were watching it upstairs, I was really surprised at how much we were laughing at it because of the serious nature of the thing. There's some really great jokes. We'll get to favorite jokes at mm-hmm. the end for those of you that know how this podcast goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there's even jokes that I totally forgot that had existed. For instance, the march with the horseradish and the, and uh, like the dickety. I completely forgot about the the dickety. dickety the yeah. Kaiser stole our word dickety or stole <laughs> our word yeah. twenty. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's funny. And there's funny moments in it. But like, and and it's those like literal reminders that the Simpsons are really great at doing. They're like, hey, we're going to do this super serious episode. But we're still going to make you laugh because that's our job. Yeah. I mean, it's um, nice to like, uh, and you know, this ties into uh, Greg and I were just talking about some zombie episodes. Uh, once again, check out the Patreon. Um, can, can I ask the- what episodes you were talking about? <laughs> Have I seen these? Uh, or do you want to keep that for a Patreon Well, no, content? I think it's fine, Like, because it'll be in the title. You'll be able to see it, even if you're not a subscriber. Uh, that 90s show, which is where Homer invents grunge. Uh, and uh, The Way We Weren't, which is when Homer and Marge, uh, turns out they met at uh, camp when they were young, and they fell in love and didn't realize it was each other. I have not seen either of these. They're both, we chose the two because they're both canon-breaking episodes. They're like flashback episodes where they like change the canon of the of the series which, which brings me to one of the notes i wrote down while mm. watching this episode this episode breaks out canon in two separate ways although one 
I thought it did. So the two the two instances I was thinking of were that uh, there's an episode I think it's passed already, uh, where they go to the oldest man in Springfield, and it's Mister Burns. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The yeah, the one where he takes Bart as an heir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Burns is like, oh. yeah, season and, five. Uh, I, I always thought that Abe Simpson would be the oldest man in Springfield because of this, but in this particular episode, and he was just like, no, we got busted down, back down to private for uh, what reason did they give? Ah, oh, fuck, we just watched this episode. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he got busted down he to private. Dumb. Uh, yeah, something dumb, and we got stuck with him. So right. I thought that was cannon breaking. Uh, the other one was, uh, has Armin Tamzarian happened yet, or is that no, next no, season? That's in season nine. Season uh, nine, season, okay. Yeah. So they go to uh, Skinner's dad, who is obviously Skinner's dad, or Skinner with glasses, yeah. essentially. And I'm just like, well, well... see, so that's the thing. So that's why, and we'll get it to when we get to Armin Tamzarian, that's another reason why I don't like the Armin Tamzarian, yeah. again, canon breaking, because yes, I feel Sheldon Skinner in this episode is clearly Seymour Skinner's father, or grandfather, is that what it was? Or is it father? Uh, yeah, I father. I can't remember if they, they Skinner. Skinner's a Skinner's a, a Vietnam vet, so he could be either one. Yeah, I just can't remember if they, in the episode they mention if it's his father or grandfather. I can't remember. Great. Uh, <laughs> I think remember. they just. I think they literally just say Sheldon Skinner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, this is an encyclopedia companion of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Everything is right. Yep. Uh, the. The other one you mentioned, though, uh, it doesn't change his age per se. Right? Yeah, that that's why. Like, but like, yeah. When I thought about it, I'm like, oh, like, haha, I caught you. Sentence. And they're like, ah, uh, they technically no, and the, aren't. Wrong. The only thing that could be canon breaking with this episode uh, is if Abe and Burns have interacted in a substantial way before this episode. Yeah. And you know, you could argue they're keeping their tontine secret and that's why they wouldn't bring it up in that moment or whatever. But if there's ever a, and I can't think of any, but if there's ever a time where it's like, who are you? You know, and they pretend like they don't know each other kind of thing. Yeah. That could potentially be, but I mean, again, you can, you can argue that it's them keeping their, their secret safe from each other, from other people. So, yeah, no, I think this one fits in really, really well. And it does a, uh, does an excellent job on the, um, on the point of this not being a very funny episode. That's absolutely correct. This this episode has very few belly laughs or laugh out loud moments, but the absurdity of just Abe Simpson being put in a action action hero role is comedy enough, and the way they make up for it by um, making the story itself, the adventure itself, yes. really really engaging, and also just going overtime yeah. on the animation on how the on how everything looks in this episode. This episode's gorgeous yes. yeah. to look at. Um, my, more than makes up for any lack of joke. My original point actually was going to I was going to say the reason I appreciate this episode is that they don't try and force jokes yes. into it. Yeah. And we we as we've been saying, like we just did a few zombie ones and it is god awful yes. when you try to force it. Yeah, when you try and put the jokes in just because, oh, right, it's a comedy, we need to have jokes, you don't. Sometimes you can let the the show be an action show or whatever. You know, yeah. like if you're creating an adventure episode, you can let, let it be, be an, an adventure. adventure. Episode. You can, you can still adventure. have jokes. Yeah. Like, don't, obviously, like you said, like they do have jokes in the episode. It's not completely barren of laughs or anything, but it's not, it never feels forced. It feels natural with the characters and with the, the situations. And so, you know, when Burns is literally holding a gun at a 10 year old boy, and then shoves him into a locker into the ocean. There's no like, like, uh, that's not the first time I put a 
man in a locker. I don't know, like <laughs> some shitty some shitty joke, joke. that yeah. they could put in there if they're like, oh, we haven't had laughs in a while. We better put something in there. And a lot of the a lot of the jokes and the things we laughed at aren't really jokes. Uh, if if it was anything other than The Simpsons. Uh, so, for instance, when Smithers throws himself overboard. That's great. That's hilarious because we know the dynamic. We know that if this had been, you know, anything other than Simpsons, like where the guy's just like gives, you know, Burns gives Smithers the look. Just like, yeah, you're like, going why did over. that man just jump over? That's You're, so you're going yeah. over the, the side of that boat whether you want to or not. So you can throw yourself over yeah, or, or the, you. the, this nine millimeters yeah, yeah. going to be your best friend for about three more <laughs> seconds. Uh, so yeah, like, and especially with the early things, like we laugh a lot of the, uh, the craziness of Abe Simpson, but like, that's, that's funny because it's in the Simpsons, but because it's in character, right? Cause it's in character. But like, if, like, let's be honest, if I'm a little bit older and I start going off, well, let me tell you about the time I got cats and dogs got mad at each other. You're just like, Miles is fucking crazy. Everyone just let him talk. And it's, it's, something's it's, wrong. Yeah, something's, something's wrong not very wrong. Uh, so, like, it, it's it's only funny because it is in The Simpsons and it is a comedy and we know it's a comedy. But I, we, I assume we've all met people like this where, like, People will make outlandish claims, and mm-hmm. it's not funny. It's act. It's actually quite terrifying sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's funny because of uh, the world we're in, the world yeah. we're in, and the world they're in. Yeah. So they're they're not jokes. I I I almost feel we're laughing at like, huh, everything could be so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> so his pants falling down in the rain. <laughs> Okay, I forgot about the pants. Is great. I mentioned as reminding me of something Monty Python-esque. Sure. In the way that... Um, so, I just I just recently rewatched uh, Holy Grail, and I think I'm going to rewatch Life of Brian pretty soon. Um, the One of the things that's that's really, really wonderful about these is that there's always a character, this case, in for the most part, in Holy Grail, it's Arthur, um, who is constantly working towards a goal. Who's constantly working towards getting the Grail, and and is a straight man, and he's the straight man, yeah. And when whenever there is a gag that happens, um, it's always like it's always oh hey, wasn't that funny? Now we're gonna keep going with the story, right? Like there's always a like gag. Let's move on with the story, and it's most of the gags in in Monty Python and specifically the Holy Grail aren't propulsive gags. Do you know what I mean? They don't move the story forward right. yeah. whatsoever. They're just they're just there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're an obstacle that they that you need to get over like the knights who say knee or the black knight. Um but for the most part they're just like asides, mm-hmm. gags for the sake of gags. And it's, I mean it's essentially a sketch Comedy bit, yeah, in the, under the guise of a of a film, but they do the have qu- a character with the quest as yeah. as the through line, as yeah. the spine. They yeah. do have a character who does push it forward, and in that scene, it's Burns, um, which I I think is kind of funny. I just just because it was so um, fresh in my mind, it made me think that oh, this is kind of Monty Python esque. But then, well, the ending's kind of Monty Python esque as well, where it's like. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, we've succeeded in our goal. Yeah, I it's get like, it. I'm gonna be it's rich. Like, yeah, but no, you're not. It is. Here's, State yeah. Department. Here's the Deus Ex Machina yeah. of in you know in Monty Python. It's the police. Also, only <laughs> only Monty Python does in that in that particular movie. They do a really great job of setting that up, so it's less out of nowhere. Because like I've heard a lot of people say that 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 where they get arrested is completely out of nowhere, and it's like, no, it's not. They keep cutting back to it. Every so single the segment. Historian getting murdered. Yeah, the and historian then, yeah. getting murdered by I think Lancelot or something. I it was Lancelot. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, of course they're no, they they've set it up, and now that's the payoff. That's the whole joke of the whole movie. It's one of the things that they've been setting up the whole damn movie, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite jokes in that movie. Yeah. This one, in this particular one, it works because it's out of nowhere. Uh, and I think that's a pretty funny joke. It's yeah. like, we're going to give it back to its rightful owner. It's like, oh, I guess he deserved it more than I did. And, uh, Grandpa. Yeah. Hey, Doomkov. You, you good soul. <laughs> yeah. So why is the State Department have, like, been searching for paintings from Germany for 50 years? That was And my, not the FBI? Not the FBI or any other, like, it was like a local cop that, like, that was, like, his... Uh, like, oh, I, I looked up this story when I was really young, and I thought it was really cool, but it's it's a Springfield. It, anything other than, random State Department guy, hmm. put those paintings down. Well, they need G-men. Also, the <laughs> State Department is uh, intergovernmental. I don't know if this was a rhetorical question. I don't know. I don't know what the State Department I, is, obviously. I don't know anything about they they do liaise with, like, that's why they're state matters of state, right? Ah, they, okay. they liaise with the international governments. And um, so, oh, so I'm, I'm, I just don't know what the State Department. I is. think they would have jurisdiction over this sort of thing. Um, they would probably have a little, you know, dick measuring contest with the FBI. But in the end, I think it would fall to the State Department because it's a nonviolent thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so we don't ever meet Asa Phelps, right? No. My question about this. Well, episode. he says, uh, "Think about what uh, you could get with that." No, that's Etch. Oh, that is Etch. Yeah, right. They they do show him briefly in that, you know, which I do love that bit of like. Yeah. Oh, there's also Asa Etch Scotch. Uh, scotch. Yum. Freudian <laughs> slip. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Asa Etch Phelps and Ox. Right. Well, Asa Phelps. Oh fuck. Yeah. Whatever. There's another one I can't remember right now. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, aside from showing him that one time, we don't really see him. Um, the reason I ask is it seems like, to me, Burns wanting to assassinate Grandpa doesn't make as much sense for his character versus just trying to assassinate all of them <laughs> immediately. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he has been true to the Tontine up until this point is... I mean, I get it. You got to make an episode, right? It's a little out of but character, it, but it's, for it just feels like you know it. It would have been interesting if there was maybe even like a, a throwaway line or something where it's like, yeah, Burns has been he's been killing them all. These yeah, totally. who do you think orchestrated yeah. the accident? Yeah, like that would have been. I think that would have been interesting yeah. because it would have made a lot of sense for the yeah. for the character. And maybe like you know, Asa has been hard to find. That's why it's taken so long for. Uh, for him to die, and so that's why this all kicks off now, because he's like, I know exactly where Abe Simpson is. He's and, in my fucking and, town. And Burns is all about being poetic yeah, about that sort of thing, so he would leave the commander leave him to for the last. last. Yeah. 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 Ooh, so. that's interesting. That's a fun little subplot <laughs> right? that you could easily 
put into this that would yeah. that would I I think elevate the episode a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Uh, and more than that, elevate Burns's villainhood, yeah. if you will. Especially because like what we find out like really all you needed to do. Okay, so here's the other <laughs> the other question I have. Yeah, here we go. Um, uh, someone must have buried that. Let's get into the minutia. <laughs> this part buried, that, that buried pisses the thing, me right? off to this day. So uh, either there was another party. Yeah, there theoretically could have. There had to be another party. Yeah, because otherwise, if it was one of the the group uh, who buried it, at any point that person would have been like, well, "I'm just gonna go get it." Yeah, like, why, why would I wait? And like, because yeah, someone must have buried it and then created this <laughs> hellfish. Uh, tomb yeah. that Indiana Jones is exactly where to bury, and you need all the keys to do it. You know, there needed to have been a third party, yeah. uh, in that sense. But also because all you needed is all the keys, you don't need to kill all the people. No, you don't. You just need to get all the keys. Yeah. <laughs> also, lockpicks exist. Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know how it would work with this mechanism. I think this is one of those uh, Indiana Jones esque. Esque. wouldn't work. You need to get the eye to point. So here's who I think did it. <laughs> okay. Here's my here's my uh, suggestion as uh-huh. a uh, as a poochie as as a poochie yeah as a third party if you will um, as a poochie yeah um, see they they have to be of a certain age mm-hmm. so it might be someone that grandpa got okay to do it from from town so maybe maybe Jasper yeah. Well, Okay. A young Jasper. <laughs> sure. Be like, can you bury this somewhere? He's probably a vet. He does have that wooden leg. Yeah. And don't tell me and don't tell me where it is, right? Uh-huh. Um, just make sure that the light can hit it that's in this vicinity. Right. Yeah. So And then Jasper just keeps the secret forever? Well he doesn't know what's in it. Hmm. Yeah, and and there was there was a certain time where like as and like if they're the best of friends. Uh, if I came, went up to some of my best friends and was just like, here's this thing I need you to do. I'm not going to ask you to do anything illegal. I just want you to put this box somewhere. I can't, like, I'll be able to find it kind of this how. Uh, just can you do that for me and not tell me where it is? I have at least three friends I can think of right now that would be, just be like, yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? me too. I can think of three off the top of my head. I can. <laughs> They've all been on Alan, this podcast. <laughs> you can think of one. If you if you came up to me uh, and was like we're like hey man uh, I need you to hide this box for me I'd hide this box for you all right um, I mean it's got to be I locked hope it never it's comes got, to it's got to be locked <laughs> or else I'm looking in the box I mean I would totally look in the box yeah I would absolutely look in the box unless it's locked but I I'd also I don't know man I maybe it's just my old getting old and like I'm just not trusting of people anymore but I, if someone said that to me I'd be like. No, I'm not doing that, you crazy person. What kind of illegal act? And even if, like, oh, it's not anything illegal, I'm like, well, no, I think it is. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I would do it. Right. I'm saying I know some people who no, would. No, I know. I'm I'm saying I definitely wouldn't do it, and ergo, I don't know if I know anyone. You do. <laughs> well, all right. You do. Is it you? Are you trying what? to say it's No, you? I just said I wouldn't. No. His name is Miles. Is it Miles? He's sitting here, right? <laughs> yeah, he's right there. And you know several others. All right. Well, yeah. we'll talk about them offline. I'm gonna maybe I'll do a social experiment and get a bunch of locked boxes and ask a bunch of people and see what happens. Drop this cube in the ocean <laughs> and build a mechanism to point towards it. Only if all these keys are inserted. Well, you and then give me all those no, keys. No, you build and the I mechanism. Must distribute th- no, if you're building the mechanism, you're pointing the light to the place. No, no, no. Okay, they okay. point the light. <laughs> they point. You build the mechanism, and they they point the light. So as but you'd for- have to build the mechanism to point the light. Yeah. 
as a former, we're on so, the same page here. I don't think we are. <laughs> so, Alan, as a former yes. person that created locked rooms, mm-hmm. if someone came up to me and was like, "Here's twenty thousand dollars," cool, bye. <laughs> we need you. First oh, mistake. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Giving me the money before <laughs> before telling me what to do. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. He left. <laughs> yes, I, I've left the country. Oh, oh, okay, fine. Okay, so here's $20,000. Here's $20,000. Uh-huh. There is a very exclusive group of people that are trying to find the prize. It is this prize. Um, it is sealed. We need you to design a a puzzle system. To puzzles. <laughs> puzzles. Uh, and the first person to find it. When they find it, you get a bonus of another twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars. As you, sure. as a person that designs puzzles, I mean, my integrity would be—it'd be hard for me to uh, to not do this. But How part much of is me, your integrity worth. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like for twenty thousand dollars, I just what be if like, upped it? What if- the prize is right here. Go get it, because then I'll get a bonus. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. That's it's it's a whole. And then Burns Money kills you people. immediately. Well, that's as for his, well, that's why I wouldn't yeah. deal with Burns. Yeah, this is where the this is where the like I honestly do think like third party whatever the 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 concept falls apart here. Uh, I mean, it ne- it would need to be, in but the my mechanism eyes, is just so cool it that is. it doesn't no, really matter. Don't right? get me wrong. I, this yeah. is, I love the episode. I, I still think about these things, though. Yeah, me too. And, uh, I think about it every time I watch this episode. It's like this doesn't work. What you the, who made this thing? The way you've set this up, it there's miss there's a missing piece, maybe two, yeah. in the in this story, and I'm wondering what those missing pieces are. Like, really, the only option I can think of is it's a third party like yeah. contractor of some yeah. kind, like like not a, not a friend, not someone who's just doing it for this for because you're my best friend, right? It's like no, I'm I'm paying you to do this. And you need to do it and keep utmost secrecy and like sign this contract and all this stuff, you know. Maybe it's the same company in John Wick. You remember when he phones and makes a reservation for eight people and just like a bunch of cleaner guys show up? Hmm. Maybe it's the same company, just real discreet people. They're like, "We'll do whatever you want. It'll cost yeah, you." Yeah, that's like a the, shit ton of money. That's like I'm pretty sure that's part of the Continental and the assassination yeah. uh, underground in that in that world. But uh, yeah, John Wick three Parabellum coming out real soon. Go I haven't see seen it. John Wick 2 yet. Oh, my God. Oh, oh dude. This is. is more egregious than It's Wonderful Life. Just kidding. It's uh, such a good movie. <laughs> no, but it's very good. Uh, such a good movie. It, it's on my list. It's on. Uh, so I'm one of those guys that uh, pay the extra couple of bucks a month for Crave for mm-hmm. ex- pretty much exclusively Game of Thrones for the next little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now like I'm like, Netflix, backseat, bud. I am all about Crave right now and yep. watching everything I possibly can on Crave because well, Crave is a distribution service versus a uh, creation. Yeah, like Netflix has very much gone towards building its own shit, which I've talked about this before with some friends where I'm like, a lot of it doesn't look interesting and it doesn't have like a built in audience already. So there's so much Netflix original content that I'm like, if I don't hear other people saying this is very good, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I mean, why would I give so a ch- give bad this one a chance it. when there's so many others to check out versus something like Crave or Netflix, OG Netflix, when it first opened, uh, opened, started, whatever, uh, when it was just like a collection of films or TV shows that you already yeah. at least have heard of or like know about. And Netflix was great in that period. And it's, it's still good, but it's just a completely different beast now, and back I care before, very much less about it than I used to. Back before Lily Hammer. 
That's a weird one to pull. Okay. Remember that Netflix original yeah. series? I mean, I never watched it, but nobody no. did. Nobody cared. There was a Netflix original series called Lilyhammer. Of course yeah. there was. How dare you? It was the one that was always on your recommended for you, but you never watched it because it looked stupid. It's like Irish people no. fighting? No. Oh. Nordic. Nordic. <laughs> What's the Irish so one? So Game of Thrones. Peaky Blinders. That's the one. <laughs> Oh, right. Peaky Blinders. What a stupid name. That's yeah, dumb. Wasn't that the name of the gang, though? Weren't they real? Isn't that, In that case, based on a... Cool, but I also will say, that's a dumb name for your gang. Yeah. Come up with a better name. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at gangs in New York. Like, yeah, great, all those, name, great all... name for a gang. <laughs> Just, hey, we're the gang of New York. Oh, yeah. I know exactly oh, what cool. you are. Thank Excellent you. But, name. like, all the, the, the names in the gangs in Gangs of New York are based off of real gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah. Most and they're of just are... called Gang of Manhattan, Gang of Brooklyn, Gang of Staten Island, <laughs> Gang of the Bronx, Gang of Queens, Gang of, gang of Jersey, bro. Yeah, Gang of Jersey. They take the tunnel. Uh,. <laughs> We gotta take the tunnel. Gang you can't of Upper take West the Side. They don't. They don't. They just kind of. They just hang out. Yeah. Talk about things. That's right. That's right. They don't do much violence. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Gang of Central Park. Look out. Yeah. The Wolves of Wall Street. Fuck. They were the worst. <laughs> they didn't give a you. fuck. <laughs> Can I say fuck on this podcast? No. Or? No. Damn fuck it. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. This episode is great. It is great. It is a good episode. There's no B plot. I I was yeah. trying to think earlier today. I'm like, there's no B plot. Also, there sure isn't. That reminds me because <laughs> one of the, one of the things I actually really like is the kind of tease of Homer joining the, the oh, yeah, adventure. That's you know, like because that's that's totally the kind of thing that would happen in a lot of episodes where it's like, where are you going? It's like, oh, we're going on an adventure. It's like, oh, can I come? It's like, all right. And then it's like now, because they needed a way to get Homer with them for whatever reason, and so that's like, he's yeah. just walking by. And so I love that they kind of tease that, and then it's a very good joke guts, of... Do you got... Yeah. Can only you if look Only if you look fear directly in the eye and all that. And he's Pass. Because <laughs> that's exactly what Homer would do. Yeah. He's like, oh, like a treasure hunt. That sounds fun. It's like, nope, yeah, we're gonna, we're, gonna look at, I'm go, I'm, we're gonna look at fear in the eye. He's like, yeah. oh, never mind. I just, I'm in my robe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already going to bed. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, Come no B plot. It's it's yeah. all just uh, and and it's also Tight a good episode. Uh, Bart and Grandpa episode. Like we kind of right. mentioned it uh, and that, at the top I, there. But the the idea of um, thinking your grandfather is a joke or a weirdo or whatever yeah. and then like learning no like this is a real person and like he's got he's lived a full life and he's got tons of yeah. cool stuff to tell what you about it? and that kind of thing and it's it's just a very like heartwarming like you said heartwarming ending that's undercut but if you ignore that like that ending is still very nice where he's yeah. like you know he's like i'm not embarrassed anymore like yeah, i'm, I'm glad people great. will know this that i cool. love my grandpa yeah yeah because it is a cool story. Yeah. yeah. It's a really cool story. Oh, I also wanted to say I love Dan's, um, Dan Castellaneta's uh, grandpa in the army voice. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so beautifully done that, like, yeah. you know immediately, oh, like, this is the same guy. It sounds like the same guy, but he doesn't sound senile and old. He sounds, like, in charge and, like, and it does, but it, like, it doesn't sound like Homer. It doesn't, you know, like, he's, I mean, he's a master. He's it's a, a great performance. Fantastic uh, voice actor, so. He's definitely, and this is a tough one. This is a tough MVP episode. It's mm -hmm. either Harry or Dan. Yeah. Oh, and it's I, Dan all the way from And me. I think it's, and I think it's Dan. Because yeah. Harry's just, Harry's doing the normal stuff. Yeah. Which, like, I don't want to ride that or anything. He's great. But it's just, it's still just Burns. Yeah. Um, Like, even in, 
the war scenes, like he still just burns, yeah. you know, which is fine. But I just love that Dan actually like de-ages himself yeah. in the grandpa voice, and then you, and then also like when we have grandpa like taking charge a bit more and being, and it's more of the adventure story and that kind of thing. He sounds less like an old man, but he still has the same voice. I don't know if that makes he's sense. He's kind of in his element. Yeah, and he's just like, all right, here we go, except for, you know, when his pants fall down. Yeah. <laughs> that Boing. sound effect is really great. I've always wondered if that is a uh, diegetic sound or not, <laughs> or if it's just for the audience, because it's very, very cartoony. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if it is, like, in the world, like, that's yeah. literally the sound that his suspenders make when they pop off, that's, that's very funny. I think... Uh, I like to believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just the reaction that it gets from Burns is great. How long was that? <laughs> Smithers, I want that man killed. <laughs> what a great line. Yep. Um, if there's something that doesn't quite work for me in the episode, aside from the final joke... It's the uh, the assassination, uh, the the attempted assassination beats. Were they just as a family? Yeah, yeah. That that one in particular, but I think the whole thing. Oh, not again! Yeah, I told you we should have. What do you say? Uh, I'll be in the car, dude. I'll be in car, dudes. Is the one, yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't work for me, but also the whole Fernando idea. The assassin, yeah. yeah, the the whole assassin thing doesn't doesn't quite work for me because I don't think it's I don't think the beats are funny enough. Because this is where the jokes can be, and the jokes I don't think are funny enough. It's a little missed opportunity. Uh, I do like the culmination of it personally, where it's literally just he just bursts in and just <laughs> opens fire. That's funny. Like I like that in the sense that like yeah, like oh, a trained assassin and he's like doing all these things, and then he's just like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna There's shoot him. I don't one care. One more way to kill a man. The <laughs> third beat. Very tricky. Yeah. Very the the third beat is of course funny like that's yeah. a funny beat um, and they they manage to nail it and they it's a good thing they do because it's the third beat and that of course leads Grandpa to the family which what were the first so two beats the There's first the family the first beat was him putting the the poison poison in, poison in the yeah. right yeah. and that's then the second was, beats yeah. the family and the knife and then the third beat is the gun and then that leads to the him going to the family's house yeah uh, I almost feel like if it was uh, if the first two beats were a bit more um, subtle, similar to the first one, like I think the first one works in that sense. Like if it t- take took it really seriously, where it's like, like all right, I'm gonna assassinate this guy, and he's like, he's like being very sneaky. It's very like there's actually some tension in that kind of thing. And then the third beat is him just like bursting in and shooting. Like that could have made maybe made that land yeah. a bit better. Yeah, that would do but it. But the fact I think I honestly think the fact that the family dress up bit happens. Yeah kind of uh downplays it a bit because it's like it's like okay well now i've seen you and you've tried to throw a knife at my head because then you go into an episode basically the rest of the episode is like this 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 wonderful mood piece that they're and they're playing with light and shadow so much in different color schemes in this episode and like and and they even do it in the in the assassination beats uh with with him poisoning the the water and it looks really really cool and interesting but the the family beat doesn't and even the third one does. So mm-hmm. it, may, it might just be that, that false one. note in the second yeah. one. So during the ass- uh, assassination attempts, why is Burns there ever, almost every time? I think he wants to be in on it. He likes to micromanage these sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing I paid attention to specifically uh, during the, the the poisoning scene is Burns just like cowering in the <laughs> bottom of the window there. And it's oh, just, he just wants to see it. 
Yeah, you want to make sure so. the, the job is done. His money's yeah. worth, you know. Yeah. yeah, involves watching an old man die. He's kind of a bad person. Yeah, he's not he's a, a villain good person. Yeah. yeah, don't know if we caught that. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go on the record and say, don't like him. Yeah, like I think he's a bad man. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah, I he don't think people should be like him. Yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. People should think twice. Hot take, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't think be twice. like Burns. I don't want to like you know. You know, tell people what to do with their lives or anything like that. Don't want to preach or anything. You know, if they if they if they but, have to be like him, then that's totally, I guess, fine. You know, do what do what's tr- do live your truth mm-hmm. as best you can. If that includes kicking a ten year old boy into a safe and kicking that safe into the ocean, then that's your truth, and that's fine. But try not to. <laughs> and go on the record and say I don't like this bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go uh, on the record saying opinion, I'm enjoying it. And I don't think you've given it enough of a shot. The opinion of Greg from the Two Bad Neighbors does not reflect the opinion of Two Bad Neighbors. It reflects the opinion of one. <laughs> okay. One bad neighbor's opinion. One horrible neighbor <laughs> is what this podcast is now called. Squiddly do. <laughs> one horrible neighbor and one is kind of in a gray area. <laughs> it's week to week. <laughs> yeah, it depends on, on how I'm feeling. <laughs> One of them's awful. <laughs> Definitely. That'd be a great sitcom, right? <laughs> One person's just like a straight up villain. The other person's yeah. like, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like if they made the odd couple and like, oh, one's a slob. And the other guy like, yeah, he per- should probably pick up more often, but he's he's okay. We're talking about home improvement. Well, yeah. One's a slob. <clears throat> the other's a terrorist. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that took, took a, a turn. See, yeah, that, bad, that, that really one. horrible, and then uh-huh. yeah. not so great. Yeah. <laughs> Make you think about maybe, hey, maybe being a slob isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think about that? Maybe you should lighten up a bit. Yeah, I didn't do the dishes. You bombed a building. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I actually like that idea. That's really funny. <laughs> it's like, geez, man, I don't care anymore. Just sketch. like... Just stop leaving One's like random bags One's of fertilizer around. Like, just like like the like. I don't care that you don't do your dishes. I don't care that your friends like just crash here and then I never see them again. Just stop leaving bags of fertilizer and like like Wait, random bags electron- of fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, that's how you make explosives. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So well, clearly you two know more about this than I do. So I'm the I'm the uh, Oscar no. and you're the Felixes. We, we both clearly just, haven't watched enough movies about terrorists. We both I've just watched, watched Fight Club in our in our time. Too many times, probably. Hey, Miles. <laughs> I've watched Fight Club too many times. I'd say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Me too. So there you go. Wait, I was right. I've watched it three many it. times. Three many times. You've seen it three times. Nope. <laughs> no. All right. Four. No, he saw it once, and that was enough. Is what he's trying to get at. I think. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. Oh, I've probably, probably seen like, it. Probably three or four. Probably seen about 15 times. Jesus. Oh, I, that's, uh, too much. Yeah. that's too much. Yeah, I know. When I lived in Australia, I lived in this, like, one of the shittiest places I've ever lived in, ever. I had, like, a TV, DVD player, and yeah, a dog. Yeah, about uh, Australia. We've had an Australian guest on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I was staying in a really shitty place that was, I was practically, I don't want to say homeless, because I had a roof, technically, but, uh, like, the place had no no dishes, no pots, pans, or anything, uh, but it had a TV, a DVD player, a copy of Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, and Naturally. a copy of Fight Club. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so this was post two thousand six. Yeah, this was two thousand eight to be exact. Mm. Um, yeah, I I watched uh, I watched both of those movies an awful lot because yeah, I mean, Tenacious D makes sense to me to watch a lot. It's a comedy. I I watched it. It's a musical comedy. Yeah, Fight Club. I'm like, you can you can watch it once and you're done. (laughs) You don't you don't need to watch it again. I have seen it way too many times. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm willing to admit that. And prob- you probably have to, if you, that's all you have to. Too many times. <laughs> so, offer. what else do we have mm. to say about this before we move on to the reference desk? Mm. I liked uh, it. I did too. <laughs> I don't know if this is a reference desk thing, but one thing I noticed, uh, while they were talking about maybe uh, uh, Lisa Simpson was talking about uh, seniors and the rights, and she brought up a couple of people, and I can't remember the first name, but she brought up Goldie Hawn, and I'm like, Goldie Hawn's not that old. Mm. I looked it up. Goldie Hawn was 50 at the time of yep. the airing of this episode, and I was just like, that's not a senior, but that's uh, like what writer in the room just had like. I mean, it could have been one of those like that could be the joke, right? Yeah. Is that Lisa considers her a senior citizen because she's 50, or it could be because maybe the writers think she looks really old. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that was the case then. I can't I can't speak to it. All right, then. <laughs> well, let's go over to the reference disc, then. So, apparently, and this is a reference I don't know, but Sergeant Rock. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. apparently a thing that a lot of the main war stuff was based on. But also Sergeant Fury and his Helen Commandos. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the Abe and his, the Flying Hellfish are kind of the Howling Commandos in a, in a sense. Um, you know, Dum Dum Dugan, of course, and the rest. <laughs> uh, every now and again, I Bucky. do some Dum Dum Dugan cosplay because I have the costume and I have the same sideburns. Yeah, every Halloween, I do a Dum Dum Dugan cosplay because it's dumb. <laughs> I just do a Dum Dum costume. Thank, anyway, thanks for co- uh, calling my costume dumb. Uh, no, I was saying I did it. Hopefully, every morning you do a Dum Dum Dump. <laughs> Damn some- you. Sometimes, twice. <laughs> I don't like laughing. <laughs> cat humor. <laughs> but you got me. I should have said, uh, damn it. Let's rewind a second. Okay. Every morning you do a Dub Dub Dookie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's better. That's better. That's way better. <laughs> Sorry. But Dum Dum Dump did make me laugh. All so right. <laughs> maybe that's better. I don't know. It's a writer's room thing. All right. uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm. And you were there. And what you about were it? there? Oh, that's and from Wizard of Oz. You were there. I hate you. <laughs> Um, there was a movie called They Saved Hitler's Brain. Ah, uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Grandpa does reference where he says, you know, now they'll never save your brain. Yeah. Uh, Rage of the Lost Ark with the, the eye Gotta pointing to the thing. Um, Kraftwerk is mm-hmm. a band yeah. that apparently this guy's going to see. And Kraftwerk. then, uh, that song at the end is a real song called Mind Control by DJ Kiyoki. Nice. So. I love DJ. Doo. Yeah. Kiyoki. Kiyoki. Doo. Yeah, very nice. Mind control. For those of you that have never seen the episode, the entire song is doo. <laughs> well, and then mind control. That was a like. There's there's more influence than reference yes. in this episode. Yeah, which yeah. is really serials, really, like we yeah. said. Yeah, which is really great. Uh, but how about yeah. some favorite jokes, guys? As we wrap it up here, I'll go first. It's uh, Mr. Burns flying through Lisa Simpson's <laughs> room and her saying. Santa? Santa, I think that's the cutest thing, and I love it when Lisa be is an eight-year-old, yes. and she was in that wonderful moment, and it's a blink-and-you-miss-it moment, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. 
Santa. Yep. That's my favorite joke. And it's one of those jokes that they easily could have cut. Easily. And I'm glad they didn't. Me too. Uh, Going into this, I thought that my favorite joke would be the Oxford line, like the... <laughs> These two the people getting into this enter into a contract, and the sole surviving participant gets the bill. Then pretty pictures. Uh, I I I love the dumb guy doing smart, like saying smart things. Mm-hmm. Uh, works really well in the, like the Viewsk universe. It's it's just like a classic. Uh, but when we watched it again upstairs, I laughed the hardest when it's just like, oh, Grandpa's outside, and Marge is like. Uh, it sounds like he got into the horseradish again. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm like, that's that's just a really funny joke because, yeah, that's horseradish? Why horseradish? Seems like something an old I, person would. Yeah, yeah I want to know. Like their, I, their drug in a sense. Yeah. I, I want to I I wanna know what other times Abe Simpson has like, had too much horseradish. How do you guys feel about horseradish? Nah, I'm Love fine it. with it. I, I could take it or leave it. I don't think I've had it very much. Yeah, try it some more. Okay. <laughs> it goes really Good well talk. with uh, beef flavored products, like beef. <laughs> That's a good example of beef flavored products. Yeah, my dad swears by it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I maybe was first introduced to it via the uh, fast food restaurant Arby's. Mm, horsey sauce. Oh. Horsey sauce. So maybe that's uh, you know. What, what can what can I say about Arby's? Nothing. That is delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some right now. <laughs> Arby's. Are you telling me there's an Arby's open near no, us right I now? I don't know where Arby's are anymore. There's some in. There's food one courts. in Forest Lawn. Is it, yeah, that makes sense. There's one uh, on Canyon Meadows Drive. <laughs> one in Leftbridge. There's, there's one, one Leftbridge. at uh, that uh, really big mall that's uh, at near Balzac. Cross Iron Mills. Cross are Iron you talking Mills? about Cross Iron Mills? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm just saying most Arby's have shut down. Well, what's your Calgary. favorite joke, though? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, uh, It is uh, Smithers jettisoning himself. <laughs> it's been a pleasure been working for you, sir. Yeah. I just like, I like the visual a lot. I like the, like, oh, we're going to have to jettison something. And Burns just, like, looking at him <laughs> and him knowing immediately. All right. Yep. That's me. Bye. And he, like, salutes and jumps and, like, with no fear. I just, yeah, that's the kind of Smithers I always appreciate. Yeah, with, that's great. Like, the sycophant uh, does exactly what needs to be done for burns and yeah. uh, uh i will say like as an honorable mention the the ox thing um the reason i like that though is is the hand the, the hand getting like raised. where it's like is yeah. anyone familiar with a tontine and there's like a pause where like you think oh the joke is no nobody's familiar with it and then ox raises his hand <laughs> you know who's established as the dumb guy and yeah. so you think uh he doesn't actually know what it is he's just you know it's gonna be that's gonna be the joke and then he says the thing and it's like that's correct i'm like oh great <laughs> like that's really funny to me that there's it's playing with our expectations three times it's and- one of those moments where you might have to actually go back and re-listen to it because you're expecting him to say something something stupid, stupid. yeah and so what you're what you're expecting Stupid, like to hear, dumb pretty pictures. Yeah. yeah. Well what you're expecting to hear is a is a man say something that matches his voice. You're not expecting him to say vital plot information because that's all that comes out of his mouth. Yep. That's the only line he has. Yep. Uh and it's vital to the plot, which mm. is hilarious to me. You give this guy a joke. It you set it up as a joke, but it's vital to telling the story. It's great, and the fact that like his name is Ox, yeah, which is like a play on moose or like you know that kind of thing where it's yeah. like it's given to big bulky dumb guys. Yeah. 
And then I don't know if this is canon or if it's just Mr. Burns, but the fact that he says, well said, Oxford. And then you think, oh, maybe that's actually his full name. <laughs> and like, maybe we should check all of our, you know, expectations. Of, maybe. You know, maybe he's actually a really smart guy. Maybe. He just thinks the pictures are pretty. Yeah. Well. Well. That about does it. Sure. For sure. us here at uh, Two Bad Neighbors. Um, you know what's coming next? I sure do. Alan, are you going to vote yes on 24? Oh. No on 24. No on 24. No on 24. It's a landslide. Yes, on 24. What are people going to work? 98%. Democracy doesn't work. It's much a poo about nothing. Much poo about nothing. We watched it recently at one of the Simpsons trivia, and we were like, wow, this is very topical. It was the day we did our live show. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense, because that's the only time you go to that. It was one of the only times that I <laughs> go to kidding. that. It's tough for me. I know. Scheduling is hard. It is hard. And I it, know. I have to deal with it every week. <laughs> it's difficult, all right? So we both have to deal know, with it. All right? Well, it's less not so a, me these days. But. not a one-way street. <laughs> anyway. Next time will be much about nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of political talk. Uh, Yay. Yay. Thanks, Miles, for coming to this one. Anytime, guys. And uh, thanks to Annex uh, Brewing Ale Co? Project. Ale Project. Thank you uh, yeah. for come. providing some beers to the Barley Buds. Yeah. yeah. Come uh, come have a beer at our tap room. We got a bunch of tasty things, a little bit for a little something for everybody. I enjoyed it. What, uh, what uh, neighborhood is it in? Uh, it's in the Manchester Industrial Park, so we're off 42nd and McLeod Trail. Okay. Uh, we are southeast. at the southern end of the, yes, southeast, southeast yeah. First Street Southeast. Uh, we are at the south end of the Barley Belt, for Ooh. those of you that know what the Barley Belt is. I know a Barley Bud, but a Barley Belt? Yeah, Barley Belt. Keeps yeah. your pants uh, up. Yeah, That's there's right. the Barley Belt, there's the Central City Brewing District, uh, and the Brew Muta Triangle. Ooh. Uh, oh, and the Brewery Flats. Got to talk about the Brewery Flats. Is the Brew Muta Triangle where beer goes and doesn't come back? Uh, it, no, it's just Comes three in breweries belly. in a triangle shape. But I meant and, it because I drink it. Yeah. So true. it doesn't come back. No, it doesn't. In the form of urine. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, come check us out. Uh, we're pretty tasty as i said we got a little something for everybody we got stouts we got we got cider? lagers uh we don't have cider but uh there is going to be a cidery tap room opening up in the barley belt uh in the next two or three months cool uh so check them out they're very tasty uh they're called uncommon and uh yeah sweet yeah awesome well, yeah that about does it indeed Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. You can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. Yeah. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to our Patreon and mm-hmm. you can get the bonus episodes, including the one we've been teasing <laughs> this yeah. whole time because we, we just recorded it. We really did it. Uh, it's zombie season, sorry, zombie episodes, two of them, canon breaking. They're bad. They're bad. Yep. So you'll hear us complain about how bad they are. So Yay. if you like that side of the podcast, then there you go. Can't wait. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also leave us a review on iTunes, or you can you know rate us and like all that stuff. All of that stuff really everything's, helps. Everything's all congruous yeah. to you know building our audience and building our uh, capabilities to uh, continue doing this weird show for yeah. at least two more years. Yeah, we have an election coming up, so we're going to be running to be the two bad neighbors again. So we would really appreciate your votes as That's far right. as that goes. <laughs> so 
We don't want to lose any more seats. That's right. We only, we only have two. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Good stuff, everyone. Uh, synchronicity. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep watching the skis.